0: I'm your host, Gil Martin, I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the On Islanders Podcast. Hope everybody had a good weekend and that we're all staying safe with this Nor'easter here uh, dropping up to a foot of snow here on parts of Long Island. Uh, folks, a rough weekend for the Islanders. They lose twice to the Flyers in overtime. We'll break it all down for you and tell you what's going on with this team. The differences are subtle from the playoffs till now, but we'll break them all down for you. Don't forget, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code locked On, and you'll get 20% Off your next order. All right, so the Islanders uh, again fall to the Philadelphia Flyers in a game which they had plenty of chances to win. We will break it all down for you the whole weekend. Two points out of the weekend, but it really could have been three or even four without too much difficulty. And uh, it's a frustrating situation. We'll see, you know, Barry Trotz trying a few different things, but so far, nothing really completely turning the tide. We'll talk about Ilya Sorokin and uh, how he's progressing and how hot is Matt Barzal. We'll talk about that as well. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, uh, please feel free to send us an email. The email address, as always, is locked on Islanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, the Twitter address or Twitter handle, at Locked on Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at N Y R We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. All right, Islander fans, this one, uh, this one just is frustrating, and there's no two ways about it. A pair of overtime losses over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, in Philadelphia, not what you want. The Islanders, uh, you know, really struggling right now. Their five-game road trip ends up finishing 0-3 and 2. They have lost. 5 games in a row and that is just not where you want to be you 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 look at the standings right now and yeah it's early in the season but the islanders are falling behind in the standings they're in 7th place and you know it's hard with the loser point to make points up you don't want to fall into a hole And let's start with that, because that's exactly what the Islanders did in both games over the weekend. You fall behind early, and then you're playing catch-up, and it's not easy. Now, the good sign is, and this is something we talked about a lot in the playoffs last year, the Islanders, this is a team that does not quit. They have persistence. They have determination. And they went out and fell behind and battled back and fell behind again and battled back and fell behind again. You know, uh, both games, really, fall behind early, catch up, play catch up, tie the game, lose in OT. But that persistence and that determination is something that will serve this team well over the long haul. And you look, there were definitely some positive signs, so let's discuss those first. Uh, You got to be happy, all things considered, with the improvement of Ilya Sorokin. And again, uh, he wasn't outstanding, although he did make two or three truly unbelievable saves. Uh, One where he robbed Claude Giroux, just anticipated uh, a cross ice pass to set up a one-timer, got there in time, made the save, stopped a couple of breakaways in this one. And I can't say that any of the goals were really egregious, terrible, soft goals that he gave up. Uh, there are still times, though, where he appears to be a little bit unsure of his angles and loses track of where he is in the net. And I know, I know that this has a lot to do with the different size rank of North America slash the NHL as compared to the KHL and international-sized ice rinks. It's a wider surface in the KHL and in international games, and so you take different angles. And as of right now, there are still moments where Sorokin falls back on what he's known his whole life, his whole career, and that results in some... Openings. Now, the Flyers were not really able to take care of that or take advantage of it uh, last night, but it's something that I think will diminish significantly over time as Sorokin learns the game, gets more comfortable with the NHL size rank, and, and just, you know, makes that adjustment where it becomes second nature to you. And, you know, look, he played fine last night. He wasn't outstanding, although, like I said, he made some big plays and big saves, but you couldn't fault him very much on any of those goals, and I think he's making progress, and look, at least last night, they scored three goals in front of him. All season long, he has gotten very precious little support from his teammates, so it looks to me like they're getting a little bit more comfortable playing in front of him, and he is getting, you know, gradually more confident and more comfortable playing in the NHL. I think he still needs to work on his puck handling, but you know what? That doesn't make him unique among NHL goalies. There's plenty of goalies out there who struggle to handle the puck and and who you you hold your breath every time they take the puck and try to pass or stick-handle or maneuver behind the goal, it makes you nervous. I don't think Sorokin's awful at it, but I don't think it's a strong point of his game, at least not at this point. So progress on the Ilya Sorokin front. We'll talk a little bit more about what went right in this game, plus plenty of things that need improvement. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, you can take your in-depth knowledge of the Islanders and the NHL and put it to good use. You can use it to make yourself some money. And there's only one place that has you covered in one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. So if you put $100 in your account, they'll add $50 for free when you Put your deposit in. Now, if hockey betting on hockey is not your thing, the Super Bowl is coming up this week, and betonline.ag has you covered. You could pick the winner, who wins the coin toss, who scores the first touchdown, and so many other ways to wager on the Super Bowl. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, a couple of more positive things that we wanted to talk about. Uh, first of all, Josh Bailey finally gets off the schneid, and you got to feel good about that. He really needed it. Look, he's been off to a slow start, and I think he's one of a number of players who have been pressing lately, gets that first goal early in the third period Sunday night, and that uh, has to be a a monkey off of his back, as they say, and let's hope that it leads to uh, more good things for Josh Bailey, because the Islanders need him to pick up the pace. And then what more can you say about Matt Barzal? Uh, A goal and an assist, two points right now the Islanders have scored 19 goals on the season, and Matthew Barzal has either a goal or an assist in 10 of them. Now, that's really good if you're Matthew Barzal, but it tells you also how much the Islanders need more production from the rest of those top six forwards, especially, Uh, and they need to get the power play going. Those are, are, are two big things, but Barzi, red hot right now, and he has 10 points, uh, and and the Islanders have 19 goals, so a uh, little too much of putting your eggs in one basket, other players, it's time for them to step up. Now, we had some lineup changes, Michael Dalcole back in the lineup, uh, Austin Zarnik making his Islanders debut, Dmitro Timoshov making his Islanders debut, and look, Zarnik did not score, but did some nice things while he was out there on the ice, uh, didn't play poorly, Dalcole uh, again, you know, you look at his statistics, eight minutes, 50 seconds on the ice, no shots on goal, did have two hits and a block shot, so I give him credit for that, but, uh, you know, not... Uh, very involved in the game, saw him out there a couple of uh, times, and then Timoshov, he was a minus two in this game, had his moments, couple of hits, uh, one shot on goal, and and again, you know, he was noticeable a couple of times with some of the plays he made, but, uh, you know, defensively, I think he really needs to tighten up. The Islanders did get a power play goal in this game, And they played well in the first period, but just could not score. But after that first power play goal, which was scored by Nick Letty, the power play really struggled, and the Islanders are going to need to get that power play going if they hope to improve their record on the season. There just seems to be, at the end of the day, something missing for this New York Islanders team. It's difficult to put your finger on exactly what it is, but they really do seem to be struggling. Uh, Struggling, you know, the difference between winning and losing in in a league like the NHL, where in this day and age the teams are so close together, talent-wise, a lot of the time it's work ethic, it's the dedication to playing the system. And the Islanders, right now, their work ethic is not up to snuff, not where it was in the playoffs last year, and you've heard Barry Trotz talk about it. And they're also just having too many breakdowns, too many spurts of play five minutes at a time, most often, where they're not playing Islanders hockey. They're not being sound in their own zone. They're coughing up the puck. And the problem is when everybody's pressing offensively, when everybody is struggling to score goals and squeezing their stick just a little bit too hard, what happens is uh, you don't have the offensive explosiveness to make up for those, you know, those breakdowns. So, you know, they fell behind What was it? Two to nothing on Saturday. Fell behind one to nothing on Sunday. You get out of your game, if you're the New York Islanders, when you're trying desperately to play from behind. The power play, you know, they had a very uneven weekend. More often than not, it wasn't good. Uh, They showed signs on Sunday where the puck movement was better. There were some quick crisp cross-ice passes that the team was making, and that set up scoring opportunities, even if they didn't always cash in on those chances. But what was so frustrating, if you're, you know, an Islanders fan, is just these breakdowns where they just make bad plays. So many of the Flyers' goals came off of turnovers or players who did not come back and pick up their man. It happened again on Saturday with Uncle Leo Kamarov Just didn't get back in time. His man is the one that ends up scoring a big goal, and you can't have plays like that. You just can't when your team is struggling offensively, and you're not that great an offensive team to begin with. So, Without question, right now the Islanders need to do more, uh, and they just need to go back to basics. You know, uh, I didn't like that Wallstrom and Bellows were both out of the lineup, but I understand why they're juggling lines, trying to, juggling the lineup, and trying to find a combination that works. You got to do that. You have to switch up the lines, and you have to switch up the lineup to make sure that these players, especially guys who are fighting to be in the lineup every night, they have to bring their best every time. Islander fans, don't miss another big hockey story. Start your week off with Locked On NHL. Every Monday, Locked On Kings host Sarah Avampado interviews local experts covering the biggest stories in hockey. Get reactions to blockbuster trades, deep dives on the teams destined to be at the top of the standings, An analysis of hockey's hottest stars. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. All right, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day and some more to discuss about this slumping team. Lots to talk about on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, if you're like me, you want to eat protein bars, but they don't taste so good and the consistency is just funny. Well, that's never a problem with Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors like Caramel Brownie, Carrot Cake, Apple Almond Crisp, Banana Bread, Salted Caramel, and my personal favorite, Cookies and Cream. All 18 flavors are covered in 100% chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew. The flavors come in both nut-free and with nuts. And Bilt Bars are low-calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, which means they're great for the keto diet. Let's talk about the cookies and cream flavor. 17 grams of protein in every bar, just 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. Right now, go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED ON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED ON for 20% off at builtbar.com. Islander fans get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, so the Islanders continuing to struggle looking ahead now Buffalo two games in a row at the Nassau Coliseum Tuesday and Thursday Tuesday by the way a six o'clock start uh, at the Coliseum and that'll be broadcast on NBCSN as opposed to MSG plus so please make sure you make a note of that and uh, Islanders need to end this five game winless streak 0 three and 2 on that road trip and that's just not gonna get it done. You look at the standings now, the Islanders 3, 4, and 2. They have eight points in nine games. Right now that puts them in seventh place in the East Division. And again, they are three points behind the fourth place Pittsburgh Penguins and all even up in games. Look, you you beat Buffalo twice, and you're right back in the thick of the hunt, but it's time for the Islanders to actually start doing that, and it's something that we need to see sooner rather than later. Time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Hard to believe that this man is now 50 years old today, February 1st, but Swedish goaltender Tommy Salo turns 50 and uh, Salo, originally drafted in the fifth round of the 1993 entry draft by the Islanders, came up for the first time in 1994-95, stayed with the Isles through 1998-99, which really means that the three seasons that he was the team's starter, uh, this team was struggling badly, then went on to play in Edmonton and Colorado before heading back to Sweden to finish out his hockey career, and, you know, Salo, one of those guys who, on a bad team like the Islanders, were often during his tenure there, uh, he was able to keep them in games when they were being outshot significantly, kind of quiet off the ice, uh, at least to the media, but a a nice guy and a hard worker, and he really cared about what happened on the ice, worked his rear end off to try to get his team to win more hockey games, and it wasn't always easy. We look back at one of his better performances as an Islander, March 2nd, 1997, at the old U.S. Airways Arena. Islanders and the Washington Capitals, Tommy Sallow, obviously the goalie for the Isles, going up against Olaf Kolzig of the Capitals, a scoreless first period but in the second period, the Islanders get on the board. Craig Berube off for roughing. Islanders power play. Marty McGinnis cashes in. His 19th, Brian Smolinski and Ziggy Palfi with the assist. Time of the goal, 5.58, and it's 1-0 Islanders. Later on in the period, the Islanders get an even-strength goal. This one by Claude LaPointe. His eighth, Nicholas Anderson and Scott LaChance with the helpers. And at the end of the day... It's a two to nothing Islander lead after forty minutes. The Islanders and capitals, longtime rivals, some rough stuff in that third period. Paul Cruz of the Islanders and Sylvain Cote head off for roughing at twelve fifty three and then Brian McCabe against Old Islander's nemesis Dale Hunter. they go off at thirteen fifty eight when things got chippy, but the big news thirty-nine saves. For Tommy Sallow to earn the shutout, the Islanders outshot 39-19, to basically more than 2-1, but Sallow stood on his head and was able to shut down the home team, the Washington Capitals, and they had some pretty good goal scorers on that team. Peter Bondra, for example, uh, Dale Hunter, Phil Housley, uh, some guys who knew how to put the puck in the net but a big game for Sallow. he earns the shutout, and the Islanders end up with a 2-0 victory, so happy 50th birthday to Tommy Sallow, uh, and we wish him a great year ahead, and many, many happy more, all right, so tomorrow, Tuesday, Islanders back in action against Buffalo, returning to the Coliseum, you can't give up on this team at this point, it is far too soon in the season, and, you know, I said earlier that the difference between winning and losing in a lot of these games is a razor-thin difference, and if this team can straighten things out, I think they can get on the good side of that that razor's edge, so to speak, and, you know, yes, does this team need a little bit more offensive talent? Absolutely, they do. Do they need to have less, fewer passengers uh, on this roster? You know, Matt Barzal can't do it all by himself. There are a few players who are definite bright spots right now. Barzal, uh, Noah Dobson, Simeon Varlamov. Uh, you know, these are guys who are playing well over the course of the first nine games, but they need more from the second line more from the power play, and more from the bottom six as well to try to, to get things going. Very few one-line teams emerge as true contenders because you shut down that one line and, you know, there's nobody else to pitch in and get the job done. Well, right now, the Islanders are playing like a one-line team and that has to change, and it has to change in a hurry. Uh, Barry Trotz is going to keep juggling the lineup and the lines until he finds a combination that seems to gel, and we saw some different combinations out there on Saturday and Sunday, and I think we will continue to see that until something clicks, and again, you know, here we are. It's a 56-game season. We're about 15-16% of the way through the schedule. Uh the Islanders have to start picking things up. It's certainly not too late. There's enough talent on this team that if they right the ship soon, things will be looking up again on Long Island. All right, that's going to do it for us on today's show. We will be back tomorrow. Remember New Shot us uh, new episodes drop nightly, Monday through Friday a little after midnight, around 12.30 a.m., so night owls can listen before bed. Early risers, if you subscribe to the show, it'll be in your inbox waiting for you when you wake up. Stay safe, stay out of the snow if you possibly can, and of course, let's go Islanders!